golden age. The day I graduated to become a Knight of the Word, I was handed back my husband's sword. I admit that after several years it was strange to see it again. The weight of it felt wrong in my hand. I remembered it being heavier. But then before the tragedy, I was a simple girl. Now I was a knight. I spoke the oath, took the sword, and though the chapel armourer assured me he could make something more suitable to my form, I accepted the traditional knight's plate. I wasn't Mia Corrine anymore. My husband was dead, nor was I the woman I was before I met him. No, I had chosen a new name and a new persona for myself. I would no longer need love, I was heartless, mere Hakujo. A man's armour was fitting. An hour passed as two others were knighted after me, and then we were given the evening to celebrate before reporting to the Knight Commander's office in the morning to receive our first assignments. While others drank and sang, I took to bed, the better to be ready for the trials ahead. I can't say that I expected great things in my first mission, but as I set out to the small town of Man in order to escort a delivery of wheat to the capital, I couldn't help thinking that I was hoping for more. I greeted the merchants who had grouped together to hire a knight as an escort, and suffered their uneasy glances in silence, ignoring their whispered conversations when they thought I wasn't in earshot. The first women of my order and they weren't happy. Still, the contract was already signed and we departed that morning. Highwaymen had been stalking the road to the capital of late, and whilst the corps had been hot on their trail, they'd only backed off as far as the B roads. I doubted they would attack a caravan for weeks, but the merchants seemed oddly jumpy. When an attack did come, they were in force. I'd been keeping a watch on the east side, assuming that any attack would be on the merchants themselves, who would keep the wages for their staff hidden somewhere in their caravans. However, to my surprise, they made for the wheat almost immediately, I caught two unaware and gave them up with my blade, then turned on the remaining three. Knights are trained to deal with greater numbers, and this disorganised rabble had been counting on little to no defence. They didn't stand a chance. As the last one lay dying, I strode over to the wheat and on a hunch poked it with the length of my sword. A little under a metre of crop covered something hard and hollow. Chests. We were transporting something far more valuable than wheat. The merchants had lied in order to get a better price on the contract. I made a mental note to bring that up with them later. When our caravan rolled through the gates of the capital a week later, we were quizzed by the guards at the gate. They took possession of the chests and I watched the merchants' faces crease with surprise as I led the squad right to the hidden cargo. They argued amongst themselves in private and tried to offer me a sum of money less than even the contract price. Insulted, I drew my sword and rammed it deep into the wooden side of the caravan between them. It hung there quivering. I'm a knight of the word, I told them and we honour our promises. The least you can do is honour yours. Now let's discuss the matter of payment. When I returned to the chapel of my order, I took with me not just the price of the contract, but a fine bonus paid directly to the order and a wagon of wheat for the kitchens. The next time the merchants needed to make a delivery, they asked for me by name.
You've been listening to the voice talents of Lauren Curtis and Matthew Sangster as the narrator. Golden Age was written and directed by Ben Warren, conceived by Louise Miller, Lauren Curtis, Ben Warren and Jamie Davison. The script was edited by Rolt Page and the show was produced by Cascade Studios. The music was by Sam Dillard and the show was recorded by James Bateman. For more, visit www.cascadestudios.co.uk.